Guides. Hello, friends. Happy Monday, and welcome back to what I'm going to call a very special episode of Lions of Liberty. I think that's the best way to put it. This is going to be a very different episode than you normally get. And I mean, very different. Uh, Almost always. I think I've done two shows ever where it was just me talking. But this is going to be one of those shows. This was not my original plan for today. Originally, and still, my guest was going to and has been and was since we already recorded it. Guy named Brett Lindell. Awesome guy. Awesome guy who let me crash at his place in uh, Florida a few weeks ago. Very grateful. We had a great conversation, uh, so much so that I wanted to bring that conversation to you guys. I already talked to Brett. He's cool. He knows that I'm moving this conversation to next week, and I think it's actually going to be a very relevant follow-up to a lot of what you're going to hear today. Um, But just to set this up, last night, I I say this on Sunday night here, right before I release this on Monday, I recorded a live stream only for patrons. I thought about going publicly live, but... I didn't because I just wasn't sure what I was going to say or how I was going to come across. And I will admit, there are times during this live stream, I don't come across as my best. A few times, like a couple times. But it's me. It's real. It's as real as I've ever been. Uh, It's as truthful and honest and open as I've ever been on a podcast anywhere. And I think it's important that I share it with you. And I don't think I need to set it up too much because I pretty much set it up in the live stream itself. But essentially, what I wanted to do was lay out, which I didn't end up exactly doing the way I first envisioned, but I I wanted to address why I had been critical of the Mises Caucus and and that particular strategy when asked why I don't think it's a good path for most people. And it has upset some people, some of which I consider friends. Um, But I don't attack anybody personally. I've never attacked anyone personally. In this episode, maybe I do, (laughs) but I think it's deserved. So it is what it is. For the most part, I don't attack anybody personally ever. Um, And I don't take politics personally, but I I do take personal things personally. (laughs) So, but I think it's really important that I got my, I got this off my chest and I got my feelings out there and I responded to comments, many of which were well thought out and reasoned, some, some of which were not. Um, but, uh, you know, I had a lot of things that have, that have been in here for a while and I, I feel great. I feel like I exercised a demon last night. So I think it's appropriate to share with you guys the live stream I did for patrons the other night. There will be no video of this episode. There was a video, but, uh, I'm in an Airbnb of terrible lighting and my camera doesn't work. My regular camera. So I only had the shitty computer camera. So, yeah, the video is garbage. If you want to join the video, you can join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Lions Liberty for as little as $5 a month. You can access all my... It was not a drunk live stream. I did, I did have three drinks prior to it. But as I say in the live stream, I'm a 41-year-old man with a decent tolerance. So I was not drunk. But I was a little tipsy. I think that's fair. But, um, yeah, I don't think I need to say much else. I think we should just get ready to roar. What do you think? <laughs> All right, I am uh, live here right now. It is me, Mark Clare of Lions of Liberty, founder of Lions of Liberty. Well, founder of the Lions of Liberty podcast, I should say. Uh, Lions of Liberty, the organization was co-founded by myself, John Odermatt, Brian McWilliams, and Dom Sedoti, who you've probably never heard of because he never podcasted pretty much ever. I think he appeared on one podcast. Um, some things to say, to say, oh boy, <laughs> I'm going to edit at least the beginning of this out for sure. Some things to say from the beginning here. 
Yes, it's three in the morning for me. No, that's not as insane as it sounds for me because I worked until one in the morning. Yes, I had a couple drinks. I had three drinks in the last two hours. I'm a 41-year-old man with a decent alcohol tolerance, so I'm not hammered as I do this, all right? But uh, I'm lubed up a little bit. Uh, I've been lubed up for a while. Take that take that however you will. A uh, situation isn't ideal, you know? That, that can mean a lot of things. I'm in an Airbnb. Uh, I don't have great lighting. I have whatever lighting is here. I'm like in a closet. <laughs> but I really felt like I had to do this right now. I, I couldn't sit on it any longer. And... The reason I'm doing this live stream, well, it's live for our patrons. I I reserve the right to not make this public if I choose not to. We'll see how it all works out. Um, But I've had some things on my mind for quite some time. And a few days ago, two days ago, I I guess to be exact, I I guess I got irked. You could say I got a little and like I'm not even I don't have my even have my good camera here. It's just my shitty computer camera. Um, and I'm on Airbnb internet. Who knows how good it will be? I have no idea. I'm actually going to record a backup. I'm already recording it. Sweet. Um, the reason I wanted to do this, and I've been thinking about this for a while, but I decided to do it right now because why not? Because why not? Because it's in me and I'm ready for it to flow out. Over the past... I don't know, six to eight months or so, there have been a few moments where I've been on podcasts, usually not my own. I think there's only been maybe one or two times on the podcast where I've spoken myself, because for anyone who's been following Lions of Liberty, the Lions of Liberty podcast since the beginning, the show, for a long time anyway, for most of its time, was not about me. It was always about my guests. So I was about the debates I was hosting. Um... I never really tried to make it about me, which is actually a mistake. It's actually the opposite of what I currently advise my podcasting consulting clients to do. You have to make a show about yourself. It has to be about yourself because what else is unique about it? Nothing. Guests can go on other shows. Topics are discussed by other shows. The only thing unique about a podcast is yourself. And it took me a really long time to learn that. And even as I learned that, it took me a long time to express that and to make that part of the experience. And maybe this this might actually be the first day that I'm really doing it, that I'm really expressing my entire self as I feel it, as I think it, and not worrying about what anybody else is going to think. Of course, I care what other people think. I'm a human. Of course, I care. But I'm going to do my best, okay? Of course, I want to be liked. I want to be loved like anybody else. But... Okay, so let me just start from the beginning, because this this message is mostly for the Mises Caucus, people that are involved with the Mises Caucus. There are a ton of you. There are thousands of you. So I just want to take everything back to the very beginning, and then we'll see where things go. I think I just realized I didn't fully finish sending the link to my patrons. So since I'm already live, let me just pull up another window. Because otherwise, who else is going to see this? <laughs> Some people on Facebook will, which is nice. Let me just copy this link. See, this is the real sauce. I'll probably edit some of this out, but maybe not. That's part of the fun here, kids. None of us really knows what's going to happen here. All right. So what I'm going to do, if you're on Locals, you're about to get the link. And if you're on Patreon, you're also about to get the link. Now, this will, of course, live in posterity until I decide otherwise. Um, But 
All right. We're going to... Why is this not publishing? Because I have to do that. Boom. Okay. Now everyone... Well, everyone on the page should have the link, and then when it's public, well, you'll know, because it'll be public. Send it right here. Boom. All right. Now, now that that's out of the way, let me start from the beginning of why I've, I'm doing this right now or why I'm doing this in general. And I, it's, it's really, I think, the culmination of a lot of things I've been thinking about for, for a while. Years, I guess. A couple years. I mean, at least, at least since the onset of COVID. Probably a little bit before that in some ways. But at least since the onset of the COVID thing, whatever it may be. I've had a lot of things on my mind about myself, my own life. My own life has changed in so many ways. Like, I'm, I'm not even remotely the same person I was in 2017, 2018, 2019. I've changed a lot. I'm at the love of my life. I got married. I have a stepson. I have a family to care for. I know for a lot of you, you know, you've had that since your 20s or something. And I love and respect that. Like, I, I, I think I threw away a lot of my 20s just kind of being a degenerate. A lot of my 30s, to be honest. I'm a 41-year-old man. I throw away a lot of... I shouldn't say throw away. You know, I had a lot of good times, a lot of bad times, like anybody else. But I, you know, I, I didn't embrace um, what being a man is, to be honest. Being a man, having a family, taking care of somebody, having a wife. I was somewhat of a degenerate, you could say, at times, for sure. Um, so the reason I'm doing this is not to win everybody over. It is not to impress anybody. In fact, I think most people watching this or listening to this won't give a shit or will write me off, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm not trying to reach all of you. I'm trying to reach some of you. I think I'm looking I'm looking where my camera used to be and I'm and I should be looking where my camera is. Um I'm trying to reach some of you. So it's okay. You can turn this off right now if you're already like whatever, I don't care about what this guy's saying. Fine, turn it off. Like th- people complain about you're you're saying this, you're doing that. Turn it off. Block me. Don't don't watch me. It's fine. I'm not trying to reach you then. No worries. But for some of you, Even if there's one or two of you, I would be happy to do this for one or two of you. I really mean that. Because I kind of wish someone did this for me a while ago, to be honest. Um, But I've had a lot of thoughts about this movement, about where things are going, about what people should do. And yes, I, you know, who am I? Who am I? I'm some fucking guy. I'm some 41 year old guy who's been around for 41 years, almost 42. What do I know? I, I don't know that much, to be honest. I've read a lot of books, read all the books, all the libertarian books that you're supposed to read. Um, let's see, I've done almost 600 podcasts. Well, more than 600 podcasts, but almost 600 official Lions Liberty podcasts. If you add all the bonus shows and all the other shit, I mean, a lot of podcasts. I've talked for many hours about this stuff. Um, so I like to think I have at least some credibility in this area, in the area of the libertarian world. And if I don't to you, Adios. I don't need you here. It's okay. No hard feelings. I appreciate you tuning in for even these few minutes. That's totally fine. The reason I I wanted to have this live stream, which I reserve the right to make public or not, it might be tomorrow's Lions Liberty. It might never air to anyone but the patrons. I haven't decided yet. I guess we'll see how it goes. But I, I did. I, there are things I just need to get out, and I don't see the need to wait. To be honest, so we'll start from the beginning. You know, this ultimately comes down to 
things I've said, I guess, about the Mises Caucus, and I say Mises Caucus, there's thousands of people involved, and they're all individuals, all right? I'm not a collectivist here. Um, and I guess I'll start at the beginning. <laughs> I was born on August 7th, 1980. Now, I'll start at the beginning of my experience with the Mises Caucus, is that around... I think it was maybe 2017, might have been just after 2016 when Michael Heiss formed the caucus. He came on the Tom Woods show, um, Dave Smith's show, had him on my show, and I really loved the idea. Um, why? Because I was because I'm the same as you guys, you know. Like I was a Ron Paul kid. Like I, I was reading Ron Paul's articles in 1999, thanks to Howie Snowden, an amazing human being, the godfather of Lions of Liberty. I was reading his articles in 1999, well before, I mean, he was a presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party, sure, well before he was really known on the national stage, known by most people who are involved in the Mises Caucus. been reading his writing since 1999. He blew me away, you know, the, the way he was able to look at things from, from a principal point of view, from, without that, that duopoly lens of things, and it always impressed me so much. Um, even before I understood the philosophy of, of libertarianism, even before, before I understood any of this stuff, it impressed me a lot. And when he announced he was running for president, oh my God, I, I, first of all, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, okay, what? Why would he? That's not going to go anywhere, but I was excited about it. And then when he got on stage, I don't need to go through the whole history of it. You guys were there. Most of you were there, or you know the history at this point, whatever. So fast forward to 2016 and the formation of the Mises Caucus and reigniting the Ron Paul revolution. That was very exciting to me. Super exciting. So exciting to me that I invited a bunch of the podcasters who were also getting excited about it to come onto my show and talk about it as these things tend to happen. So, you know, I had Tom Woods, Dave Smith, Mance Raider, Pete. <laughs> Let's see, I think he was still Mance then. Jason Sableton. They all came on my show and we all talked about this idea of taking over the Libertarian Party. I don't think it was even called a takeover then, but it was the idea of like getting involved in the party. Because why not? You know, there's this party out there, it has the libertarian name on it. And why not make and and we just had Gary Johnson and Bill Weld. Before that we had Bob Barr. Why not try to make that name? sound a little more closer to the principles that we actually hold that sounded like a great idea and i just realized i think my mic has been on the wrong fucking mic this whole time all right starting now (laughs) starting now hopefully hopefully i sound much better uh let's see if nothing else my backup record should have been good the whole time so i apologize for the potential shittiness of the audio in the beginning if that was the case it's quite possible but whatever whatever i can still not air it so it's all good um but i was very excited about the mises caucus in the beginning yes i was um i i don't know if i i mean it depends how you want to find supporter yeah i like the people involved um became friends with guys like josh smith michael heiss dave smith uh who obviously came on my show a bunch of times did a bunch of debates couldn't be more gracious to Dave. I mean, Dave's been incredible. Like Dave has gone out of his way to promote my show, to really push us, to bring attention to our Patreon for the debates, for the early releases, and really helped us grow in in probably ways that we could not have without him. Like I, I can't really express my gratitude to Dave um, any more than any more than I am now. Um, so. But, you know, I don't think I need to recap the last two years. 
And I, I think there's been like two different kinds of people at the end of the day over the last two years. There's people that went through it. We all went through it in some way, shape, or form. Some people didn't change their perspective on things. I'm not, I'm not talking about your principles. I want to be really clear about that. I'm not talking about your changing your principles. But how could you not change your perspective? I mean, I keep looking at where my camera used to be. I'm going to try to focus now. How could you not change your perspective? A little bit. A little bit. Like, did you see what happened? Did you see that most of your countrymen had no problem with having their life shut the fuck down? You didn't think that was weird? Not just weird, but like a complete mind warp and a complete change of how you could look at things. And if you didn't, all right, God bless you. I'm glad I'm glad you can keep living in, in bliss, in ignorant fucking bliss. It's not the same world. It's not the same world. So you can't treat it like the same world. And for a little while, I did. Or I, I, I waffled. I kind of wanted to. I kind of saw what was going on, but wasn't sure. And I, I remember, you know, I, I talked to Pete maybe a few months after that. I went to Mexico with my not yet but soon to be wife for a few months because I got furloughed from my job. So my life was very affected. And I realized, like, this is what for a fucking cold? Like, maybe I was scared for like a couple weeks. Then I'm like, no, this is like, what? What is going on? Okay, so this is not 2016, 2017. We're in a different place. And I know that's hard. I know it's hard to accept. I know it's hard to mourn the old world. It's hard for me. It's really hard. I struggle with it every day. I'm not all the way there yet. There's parts of me that wants to be back in that old world. But we're not going to be. And we're not. And just because the COVID narrative is winding down, the mandates aren't gone. How many people still don't have their jobs because of a mandate? A lot. It's just a step. It's a step. And when you see a narrative collapsing and y'all celebrate, you're, you're falling right into the trap. You're falling right into the trap. I didn't know where this was going to go when I, when I turned the, the mic and the camera on. But I just decided I'm just going to be as honest as I can be, as forthright as it can be. This might be the first time that I've really been myself all the way. But I need to be. If if I'm going to have a voice, a microphone, why not be all the way me? And for a long time, I wasn't. I was Mr. Mediator, Mr. Moderator. I can't do that anymore because I'm the watcher, bitches. (laughs) Yeah, and in Marvel Comics, the Watcher watched until he couldn't watch anymore because the situation was too dire. So he had to intervene. And if you don't get this reference, oh, go watch What If on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pay those groomers. <laughs> no, steal someone's password. Whatever. <laughs> it's not about that. So I, I'm just going to start with... I'm going to read what I posted in the Mises Caucus Facebook group, which, which I'm still in. And I'll take the clock back a minute. Like, I have been thinking, having thoughts about this strategy, the idea of taking over the LP for a long time. Pete Quintones invited me on a show after I came to Mexico, after I was out of my job due to a mandate. 
and I didn't really think about it. You know, I, I've known Pete. I've been on a show a couple of times. Um, didn't really have any thoughts about what I was going to say on that show. And I was like, hey, what do you want to talk about? I say, like, yeah, whatever. Just in Mexico and see how it goes. Uh, so, like, I, I didn't have any forethought about this. But eventually it came up, the Mises Caucus and everything. And I I, I had thoughts that had been inside me because I had po- I had not posted. I had uh, well, yeah, I posted them, too. I had hosted a lot of debates. Um, you know, I had Angela and Matt Erickson debate. I had Dave and Tho Bishop debate. Dave and Eric Brakey debate. Dave and RG Flat. Now we don't need to talk about that stuff. A lot of debates. And Dave is one of the most persuasive people I've ever met. I've ever talked to. I've ever, I mean, incredibly persuasive. And he knows his shit. And he was like, I can't even express my my love and admiration for Dave Smith. I think he's a truly wonderful human being. I've had the pleasure to meet him. I, once or maybe twice, I don't know, but we've talked a bunch of times, been on my show a bunch of times. Tremendous respect for Dave. If you could have a leader of your organization, why would you not want it to be Dave? Of course you would. Like, 12 shots or other notes. Um, I would like to do 12 shots of Dave. I think I've done one. I'll, I'll do 11 more. <laughs> um. But, you know, Pete had me on a show and the Mises Caucus came up and I just kind of said what I was thinking that I, I, I saw it as a fruitless endeavor at the end of the day. And, and while Dave is the most persuasive person that there could be on this subject, people like though, people like Eric Brakey, they did convince me a little bit more. And the more I watched the world around me change, I started to realize that you, at this juncture, if you really think you can just spend countless hours on a fruitless endeavor. When I say fruitless, I mean real world results. I mean results right now. I don't mean a 20, 30, 40, 50,000 year project of influencing the masses. You should influence the masses. Dave influences the masses. A lot of us influence the masses. Some of us influence little niches of those masses. And we should all do so in any way we can. I, I, I don't believe in not saying what you think, which I haven't always done. I've never said what I don't think, but I've often held back what I really think. Well, no more, my friends. No more. Because I care. Like, I really care about you guys. And I used to say guys because there's two women in the Mises Caucus, probably. No, I'm just kidding. I, I know a number of, uh, of women in the Mises Caucus. But you're mostly guys. Let's be honest. So, fellas. I love you guys. I see myself in all of you. The vast majority of you, or I think a lot of you, are a lot, lot younger than me. 20s or 30s, probably. Not that I'm some ancient, old, wise man. But I've been around the block. And I can see the errors of my past. And when I criticize the idea of taking over the Libertarian Party, I don't do so. I don't intend to do so, I should say. Like, um, from some position of, of, of full knowledge or full wisdom. I do it from my own perspective. And that's it. And that's all I'm offering here today. I'm not telling you I know the right way to do everything. I'm not telling you I know how to bring liberty to the world but I'm going to give you my perspective, all right? That's what I'm going to do. 
So after I was on Pete's show and I started to, to criticize the concept of the Mises Caucus, I don't think I criticized anyone personally. Dave, I was already, I think Dave had already asked me on the show before I did that. But then right after that, I, I, you know, did that show with Dave and he asked me about it too. And I answered honestly. That's all I did. I never went out of my way to attack anybody, to go after the Mises Caucus, ever. I don't think I ever have, including right now. (laughs) But I answered honestly. And some people got upset. Not really that many, to be honest. Like, it is a very small minority of people that weren't that happy about it. Michael Heiss texted me, called me. We had an hour-long conversation, completely respectful. I think Mike's a fucking great guy. I fully respect what he's done. I fully respect being so enthusiastic. I mean, look at what he's done. Look at the thousands of people that are doing this. It's incredibly impressive. It really is. Utmost respect for Mike. Utmost respect for you. Um, I'm just going to skip forward now. Because otherwise, who knows how long this will take. I'm going to skip forward to the post that I made. No, I'm going to skip forward to two days ago. When, like, I, I was not really saying that much. I think I mentioned a couple things. I had Pete and Vin or Cyprian on my show. 99, 90% of that was not about the Mises Caucus. It was all about what you can do in your own life, strategies, blah, 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 this and that, the COVID regime, whatever. Like, a small section of that was about the Mises Caucus, in which I express a lot of love and admiration for the Mises Caucus. Um... And yeah, I'm in the Mises Caucus Facebook group. I was invited there very early in the in the beginning. Um, was never asked to leave for any reason. I would never join the Mises Caucus. I never became a member. I never donated money. And I always, I actually rejected the idea of having ads for the Mises Caucus on the show because I always wanted Lions Liberty. <coughs> See, you never hear me cough on Lions Liberty because I edit that shit out. Mm-mm. Not now, friends. Um. You know, I, I reject the idea of having ads, not because I didn't like what they were doing, but because I just didn't want to take a side. You know, I always saw Lions Liberty as like the neutral arbiter, you know, the um, the place you could just go for whatever perspectives. Now, I, I didn't want to take a side, even if I did like what they were doing, which I did. I certainly did. Um, but I decided not to do that. I decided not to be super heavy on it. And I just never... I was never that interested in libertarian party politics. Like that's where I saw a lot of my people going. So I followed there. I hung out with them. I got to know people. I had the tremendous pleasure to get to know some people. Well, like Joshua Smith, who I got to hang out with, I think is a fucking awesome guy. Angela McCardle, excuse me, Angela McCardle, um, who was incredibly gracious, inviting myself, Brian to speak at several events in LA and I appreciate it. Like, I think they're fantastic people. I think they're some of the best people that this caucus or this world has to offer. I, I, I can't emphasize that enough. And nothing I've ever said about the caucus or the strategy has ever been meant personally. I don't think I've ever taken a personal shot at anyone. Uh, maybe like in an offhand Facebook comment. I've had my moments. We all do. I'm sorry if I ever have been a dick. I'm sure I have. I'm sorry. Because that's not my intention at all. Um, so I'll just skip forward to a couple days ago, where I haven't thought about this stuff in a while, actually. Um, you know, I had ideas in my mind, but I hadn't thought about doing something like this. 
And this is this is admittedly a silly thing to get fired up about, but it's it's what brought me out. All right, it's what brought me uh, out here to to do this. Essentially, someone posted I don't remember who it is in the, in the in the face, and it doesn't matter in the Mises Caucus group. Um, this tweet from Stephen. I'm not going to say his last name just in case he doesn't want me to. Uh, he's been a longtime Lions Liberty supporter, and he said, you know. Tom Woods and Dave Smith brought me into the Mises Caucus. Uh, Pete, I'm not sure if he said Pete and somebody else. I think he just said Pete is bringing me out. And I had liked the tweet and someone had posted the screenshot and it showed Mark Claire like this. And someone else had said Mark Claire like this with the googly eyes. And then people started commenting. Not a ton of people, just a few. Like, and getting upset about him. And I just like, <laughs> who cares who liked a fucking tweet? Like, Really? Oh, you're going to, this is the revolution and you care who liked a tweet, some fucking podcaster that a few thousand people listen to liked a tweet and you're all fucking, this is what you're spending your time on it. Now, fair enough. Maybe I'm spending my time on caring about you spending your time about it. So fair enough. Fair enough. We're all in the same boat here. So join me. Yeah, it's all petty, stupid bullshit. Facebook stuff is petty, stupid bullshit. But it was on my mind. And it was like, why is this bothering people so much? Why is this making people angry? Like, angry. <laughs> angry. Oh, it's because I attacked their identity by liking a tweet. Okay. Stop making libertarianism your fucking identity. Stop it. Eh, maybe being harsh and yelling at you isn't going to work. And that's fine. Because I don't, I'm not going to reach most of you with this. And that's okay. Stop it. It's not your identity. Your, the politics of the day is not your fucking identity. Quit it. You can have a lot of identities. Identify with your family, your religion, your community. Make your fucking political beliefs your identity. It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. And it's not going to get you anywhere with your community, with your family, with your friends. How many friends have you... Well, you've probably, you've probably made friends in the Mises Caucus. All right. I'm just going to get to my posts. I'm going to read what I posted in the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus, and I'm going to read people's comments with their names because I said in the post, I'm going to answer to these comments here. So anyone posting a comment knew I was going to respond to it in a podcast. It's what I said. So I'll read it. So you know what I said. And then I'll read the comments and I'll respond to them and we'll see how long this takes. We'll see how late it keeps me up. All right. Here's what I said. I like to consider myself the friendliest Mises Caucus critic. I do. Everything I've ever said against the strategy has been with love and respect for everyone here. That is true. I've gotten to meet in person and have massive respect for people in leadership roles like Michael Heist, Angela McArdle, Angela. Why do I keep saying your name wrong? Angela, I'm sorry. Angela McArdle and Joshua Smith. By the way. Yeah, I have a, I've had a cough for the first time in two fucking years. And it's annoying. I'm getting over it. So I'm doing this despite my hoarseness. But here I go. It's all about being me. And of course, I have the utmost respect and admiration for Dave Smith, who has probably, and this is true, absolutely true, single-handedly done more for the Lions of Liberty podcast than anyone who's not directly involved with our podcast, being me, myself, and Brian, and Howie, and Rico, and JB. I don't want to discount their, their benefits, their efforts. Yes, I was a big supporter. I did an edit here. Full disclosure, I said I was enthusiastic. I never did join or donate to the caucus in the beginning. I even hosted a big recruitment drive podcast with Tom Woods, Dave, Pete, Jason Sampleton back in the day. 
But 2022 is not 2017, and I am simply not the same person I was then. I like to think for the better. The vast majority of people in the Mises Caucus I know have remained cool with me despite my criticisms. That is true. Thank you. With a few exceptions here and there. A few. Not that many, to be honest. Although a number of them came out today. And the fact that I'm still in this group speaks a lot to that end. At the end, we are all Ron Paul's kids, politically in some way. At least I am. Maybe not all of us. Some people are Harry Brown people or whatever. But I think like 95% of people in the Mises Caucus are Ron Paul children. And I have love and respect for the people in this caucus as a whole. So to this end, I want to address this head on. And I said, I said this like I want to explain myself. Not like I'm going to lay into you guys. But apparently that's how some people took it. So my apologies, it's Facebook. So if you took it that way, I'll just make it my bad. But if you took it that way, you you made that up also. (laughs) I've decided I will dedicate a future Lions of Liberty episode to fully laying out why I have been critical lately. Seems reasonable, right? I, I think so. I said, feel free to use this thread to post questions or criticisms of my criticisms, and I'll respond to them all on a future podcast. Well, that future podcast is now. I wasn't going to do it now, but, you know, things happened. Peace and love, y'all. Peace and love. Seems nice. I don't know. All right. So I'm going to go through some of these comments now. Should I refresh first? Let's see. All right. This first one I can skip because it's not, it's not even talking about what I said. So that's fine. All right. First, first comment or top comment. I, sh- I don't think it's the order, but I'm going with the Facebook algorithm on this one. Dave Smith. I love you, brother. And that's not going to change if you praise or criticize LPMC. Why would it? Just my two cents. I think that a few weeks before the convention where we are poised to complete the first major step in our mission here is probably the worst time to bring up criticism and expect it to really be heard. I also think that if you're going to do more episodes on this topic, it's probably worth it to have someone from our camp there, me, Heiss, or Angela, probably. In my not-so-humble opinion, there is a lot of straw manning going on in these episodes from what I've seen. I'm not going to address the straw manning because he didn't bring up the actual criticism, so let's just put that aside. I'm, of course, willing to do a show with Dave, maybe just me and Dave, or me and Angela, me and Heiss, all of you, totally open to that, to be clear. He said, either way, let's have the Archie rematch sometime soon. <laughs> I think we all want the Archie rematch. Uh, I'll just read my response since I did respond. I, I didn't intend to respond to any of this on Facebook, but of course, I'm a psycho, so I did. I said, Dave, you are the best thing about the LPMC, and one of the main reasons I didn't really say what I was starting to think for so long. Nothing but love here. I don't even know when Reno was. That's true. Asked Dan Smots. Because a couple days ago, I was talking to Dan Smonts. He's like, after Reno. I'm like, when's that? He's like, end of May. I'm like, okay. I had no idea. Not disrespectfully, I just don't follow this shit. I don't follow this. I have a lot going on. I'm trying to do immigration stuff with my family. I'm trying to change my career. I'm trying to move where I live. I'm not following this at all. All right. I just happen to come on Facebook and see my name mentioned in a, oh my God, Mark Claire liked this tweet the other day. And that did set me off because I just thought it was so fucking stupid. So here we are. The timing is entirely because I got rubbed the wrong way, as I explained in, in here, or, um, upset that I, when someone was upset that I liked to tweet. Nonetheless, I'm not trying to go off on anyone rather than explain myself. That's all I was saying in the original post. I wasn't saying, here I come with my criticisms of the Mises. No, I was just saying, I want to explain myself. I want to express myself. I want to explain to you guys, since I don't think I've really done it fully. I've just like, it's been like little comments here and there, maybe on Twitter, on, on podcasts. I want to explain myself. That's all. And now people are saying, like Dave, oh, this isn't good timing. Look, I don't like, okay, whatever. The timing is when I want to talk. That's the fucking timing. That's the timing. When I feel like saying what I want to say, that is the timing. Okay. 
I don't have to answer to anybody. I don't have to think about what anyone's political ambitions are. I speak when I want to speak. All right. And I said, I'm sorry if the timing of me saying something upsets anyone's political plans. And this is ire is not directed at Dave. I want to really be clear. I guess partially. I mean, he did mention the timing. So, okay, fine. Uh, but many people did. And I, I, I am responding to the generality of people mentioning the timing as if I give a shit about the timing. I don't know what you guys are doing. I don't care what you guys are doing politically because politics is about the last thing I care about right now. And this thread is only helping to enforce that. I think I've sat in my chair and let others have their say more than enough. That being said, I've got Archie on speed dial. I do. All right, next up, I'm going to read all these. There's 174 comments, not all of them. I won't read all the sub comments necessarily, but I'm going to get through this thing. Michael Heiss, your leader. I'd be happy to talk to you about it all after Reno. What I find is a lot of times certain things are just assumed as if we haven't thought of or navigated them. Or that all we're doing is just taking over the LP for the sake of taking over the LP. Like that is not just one piece of a much bigger, active, long-term decentralization focus plan that already has success in, in every realm that we're engaging in. At the end of the round is that what, whether it's the LP, GP, agor, agorism, or whatever the strategy might be, nothing will work out without a legitimate community behind it. Nothing was in capital letters. I not mean a loose collection of people with more or less the same political philosophy. I mean a nationwide community of soldiers. I'm going to disagree there. No. Nationwide community. I believe in the community part. Nationwide. Hundreds of millions of people. And part of them are going to... I. I I just don't see how that's a real community. It can be a collection of people. It can be people that communicate. Community is a different thing. That's just my opinion. Enjoy each other's long-term and truly believe in the task at hand. Without that element, which is sort of intangible, the conversation is all a jerk-off. Yeah. We do have that and perhaps are along with the free... state project the only examples of such a thing in the entire liberty movement at this point is greater than y'all not even close to be clear in, in present day a couple years ago i don't know present day no doubt mike said sure thing just no bandwidth right now anything outside of reno so much going on on the surface in order to arrive what i expect to be a successful result cool I look forward to talking to you, Mike. I will. Oh, uh, let's see. Tyler. I've heard several criticisms of the LPMC. They've all been embarrassingly weak arguments, though clearly motivated by despair, cowardice, laziness, and a touch of collaboritarianism. Cool. That has nothing to do with me. Drake. Drake Cheval. Lunchroom. Long time lines. Liberty supporter. Mark, I have a few questions, but going to limit it to one. Well, thank you. <laughs> Why do you not, not apply your standards to the Mises Caucus to the other groups you're promoting? Who am I promoting? Who am I promoting? Who am I promoting? Because I've had dozens of people from the Mises Caucus on my show. Dozens. And maybe Andrew has been on twice. Tho's has been on twice. Who am I promoting? More than the Mises Caucus. I'd like to know that, that question because I don't know who you're talking about. Biggest example. Okay, here we go. Biggest example would be how you challenge the Mises Caucus for taking too long. Never said that. Uh, but then seemed to endorse and promote Andrew from the GOP Mises Caucus. Had Andrew on my show twice. Andrew on my show twice. Andrew on my show twice. Tons of people from the Mises Caucus on my show 
so many times. I don't even know. 20? Or pushing Pete's escape the system model when his income streams are dependent on a bunch of donors that are still working nine to fives in the system. I'm I'm one of Pete's donors, so all right. I don't know. I don't know what Pete doesn't push the escape model, so I don't. I don't even know what your escape the system. Okay, I mean that's not what I've heard him really talking about lately at all. So I think you're again probably misunderstanding him or just don't want to. Oh boy. Drake, this is a long one, but I respect you and I like you. You've been around a long time, so I'm going to read this whole comment. One more comment, and it isn't a question, so technically not going back on what I said above. Fair enough, but feel free to take it as one. <laughs> I, I will. This is not. This is just an impression I've gotten. I am obviously not inside your head. True. And please correct me where I'm wrong. I will. It seems like when you were doing political stuff for Ron Paul or with the LP, it wasn't serious for you. And I said things to this extent. It, it was serious to me, and maybe I haven't expressed express this in the right way. I guess the better way to say it would be it's not as serious as it is now, and not even close. So it was serious. I was against the wars, against the bed. It was serious, but it wasn't my life. It was something I did, something I was passionate about. It became a part of my life, a huge part of my life. So I might have misstated that before. So I'm I'm happy to try to restate that. It was nowhere near as big as now. Let's let's just put it that way. It was more a hobby or social club. That's true. Like when I went to for the LP for sure. When I went to LP events, hung out with people, got drunk, went to parties, hung out on Bourbon Street. Yeah, that was fun. Super fun. That part was fun. That wasn't political activism. That was having a blast with people that were like-minded. Of course. Then the lockdowns happened and it became personal. Yes. And real. Yes. How could it not? Not, not achieving liberty has real consequences. Yes. And since you associated your previous behavior with the non-behavior with the non-serious or the ineffective, you tried to find the group that was serious and hopefully effective. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Finding a, I, I've been trying to find a group. I don't think I've ever really been trying to find a group. Maybe that's why I never joined the Mises Caucus or or became super serious about any group. However, you being not serious while doing political work with the LP, I never did political work with the LP. I've never done political work with the LP. I guess I was a delegate in 2018 and I did a couple votes. I was a member for like two years. So I guess if that counts as political work, fine. Did nothing else except host podcasts. Doesn't mean the rest of us aren't serious. I think you are serious. Don't get me wrong. In, in your own way. Many of us are. Some of, some of us have spent time in third world countries. I have as well. A lot of time. Some are veterans. Some have had their lives destroyed by the government. Absolutely. And we are still working with the Mises Caucus strategy. I agree. People do the same behavior for different reasons. Yes. And if I am correct and you were not serious when you're LP, when you were in the LP, that doesn't mean we are not. I can't say I was never. I mean, yeah, I guess I was technically a member of the LP, but I was never like an activist or someone that was doing things in the LP. I never was. I looked at it as, as media. Okay. I just want to make that clear. So I guess I technically joined, but I was never a political, political activist in the, within the LP ever in my life. For some of us, it was serious long before COVID. Losing always means the life of, lives of millions being destroyed. And we are still sticking with the strategy because we have good reason to believe that it will succeed. What is the good reason? Please tell me. And what is succeed? These are two things I'd like to know. Or at least we'll be more successful than the... Well, that's a, that's a big at least. More successful than, than the alternatives. Pete and others in this new crowd... I'm, I'm putting the quote there. Whatever you want to be called. Okay. Seems to be asking us to grow up and start taking things seriously. That's fair. 
But I would say that immaturely, that immaturely is mostly, I would say that that immaturely is mostly a projection of his past and not a reflection of our reality. I think you're I'm not sure what that means. So I'm just going to move on. Um, let's see. How do I address all of this? Oh my God. Facebook is really annoying. Sometimes I have to scroll all the way back up here. Uh, I think I've addressed most of it in the, in this commentary. I took it seriously in the fact that I was passionate about it, but Liberty in general, like I took Ron Paul's campaign seriously. He was a Republican. He was running on stage. He looked like at some point now, now in, in hindsight, that was unrealistic. That was silly of me. That was unrealistic for me to think Ron Paul was actually going to win. I thought that at one point. So if that was unrealistic, how unrealistic is it to think the Libertarian Party can be successful politically? Stop it. Embarrassing. Shane Kiss. I think I'd skip down. Whatever. I'm going to read Shane's comment because Shane's awesome. We're not cool. Mark Claire, fight me. Also see you over in the second print comics fan zone group. We are cool. We are cool. Shane and Shane has messaged me before and, and, and Shane and I are, are cool because most of you are cool. Drake is cool too. I, if I'm coming across harsh, I do apologize. I, I probably will at some points because I am pretty fired up to be honest, but um, Drake, I, I, I do like and respect you and appreciate your comment. I do. Sam Shaw. The only thing this did was remind me to go watch Vin Armani on Jigglos and keep laughing. Fair. That's funny. I'm not going to lie. Adam Choi, I'll just go ahead and consider it a face turn. Then when Brian McWilliams, some of these are out of out of order because like Facebook's annoying. When when Brian McWilliams joined the LPC, I'm well, I'm willing to bet Brian McWilliams has, not, has never paid an L, L, has never paid an Amesis caucus fee in his life. That's just my guess. I could be wrong. Shane Scalf, looking forward to your episodes addressing this. Thank you, Shane. Listen to the Hoppetarian. Shane's the fucking man. DL Cummings puts me in quotes. I like to consider myself the friendliest Mises Caucus critic. Oh, now DL. I don't know DL in real life. I have seen his commentary over the years and he has been critical and, and defended you guys and shit. Never, never seen him get shit. So maybe I'm doing something wrong because people are mad at me in this thread. DL might actually be the nicer guy. So I'll give you this DL. You might be nicer than me because <laughs> no one seems that mad at you. Um, yeah. Shane, okay. Angela. I don't even know if I want to read this. Um, you know, I'm not going to read Angela's comment. It's not mean or anything. I would just rather talk to Angela in private because I do know Angela in real life. So I'm just not going to address. I'm not going to address it right here. I was going to. I'm not going to. I will address Jack Lloyd. Well, shit. Dra- Jack responds to Angela's comment. Nah, no, he can, he, can, he can respond. I can respond to Jack alone. Jack says, why the heck is amorphous criticism being focused on at, on at the most critical point before all of the LPMC efforts over many years come to their head. Don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck when I'm doing this. It has all the hard marks of punching up and nothing substantive in terms of ethical complaint. I don't think I have an ethical complaint. That's not my complaint. So, yeah, I don't think you're doing anything unethical. Um, so we'll get to that. If someone doesn't like the LPMC mission, LPMC mission, they should leave this group and move on with their lives to focus on what they value. That's actually fair. Maybe I should. I didn't even like remember I was in this group until two days ago. I don't. I haven't really been on Facebook much at all, to be honest. So yeah, maybe I should. That's probably fair because then I wouldn't have seen all this, and then I wouldn't have spent all this time on this. But then I also wouldn't have done this podcast, and I think it's important, even if it's only for two of you. Um, but you're right, Jack. You're right. I should. I should get off this Facebook group and just go do what I value. You're 100% right. 
not to be an attention-seeking opportunist trying to pull eyes to their own projects off the heels of the hard work of the people who built something others have failed to achieve, but wish they could have built. Fuck off, Jack. That's the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. I didn't mean to be, I didn't mean to be a dick just now. It just, I told you I'm going to let this flow. So I guess I'll say it again. Fuck off, Jack. That's retarded and you're an idiot. You're not an idiot, but that was a stupid thing to say. An attention-seeking opportunist? Really? 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 I'm just going to leave that there. Scroll down your Facebook and scroll down mine, and let's think about who's attention-seeking. Really, dude? Okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, By the way, yeah, we've lost a number of patrons, mostly Meekhawks, mostly probably because of my criticisms. So I don't know what attention you think I'm seeking by talking critically of the Mises caucus. If I wanted attention, positive attention, I would be sucking your fucking cocks as much as I could because that would bring me more money. That would bring me more attention. Shut the fuck up. That came across way more harsh than I ever intended it to, but here we are. We've come this far, so we'll keep going. Wow, Jack has a lot to say. All right. Uh, Austin says, if your message is self-improvement and for people to gain wealth, influence, then why not target people who aren't motivated to do things? Why? That doesn't make any sense. I want to target people that are motivated to do things. You guys are motivated to do things. That's who I want to target. Why spend your time telling people that are finding meaning in trying to fix the party that you think it's not the optimal use of their time? Why spend your time? Because I care. Because I care about you guys. Because I care about you guys. Because I fucking care about you guys. Because I see myself in you. Because I wasted a lot of time. And... I know there are people in this caucus that rolled up their sleeve and stuck something in their arm because they were going to lose their job or they had to go somewhere or they had to do something important. And I didn't. And I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I'm saying it because thank God I had myself in the position that I didn't need to. And a lot of you aren't. And if you're not, and it's not over. There's going to be another mandate. There's going to be another jab. There's going to be seven more jabs. There's going to be a lot more coming. And if you're not in that position, then yes, I think it's very dangerous to be spending a lot of time on third party party po- third party. That's kind of funny. Third party politics. If you can give me a rational explanation why it makes more sense, makes more sense to spend time on third party politics that have little to zero chance of being effective politically than getting yourself in a position to not have to stick that needle in your arm again. I'd like to hear it. Mark M-A-R-C at lionsofliberty.com. Feel free to email me your thoughts. I will listen. Why spend your time telling Yeah, you said that because it's a good place to try to poach an audience. Fuck you. That's stupid. I already addressed that Jack again. It's telling that the whole goal is trying to get the people here focused on a different speaker mission. Who? What's the, what's the other mission? What's the other mission? Who's to speak? Me? Okay. It's not criticism. Yes, it is. When it's about changing the entire direction and focus of the LPMC organization, that's co-opting. Okay. That's retarded too. It's not helping anyone except the person trying to serve themselves with more attention and followers by punching up. Okay. Fuck off. (laughs) 
You greatly overestimate how much thought I put into this. That's me to check. Mark. All right. I'm, I'm going to give you the, the respect of reading your entire comment, Jack. Mark, if you put little thought into this, then take a moment to reflect on a couple of things. Number one, what exactly is the outcome of what you're hoping happens if every single person obeys your call to actions? Do I think, do you really think I think every single person is going to obey my calls to action? No, I think most of you aren't. I'm not here for most of you. I'm here for the few of you. The few of you that I resonate with. If that's two, if that's one, if that's three, I know it's more than one. So that's what I'm here for. What do you believe is the outcome for yourself after people listen to you? It's not about myself. Not about myself. If this is about myself, I'd be sucking your dicks. It's about you. Not you. Think about those carefully. Okay, I have. Because right now you've made a lot of very, very hardworking principal people here upset at the disrespect of the timing. Fuck your timing. Fuck off. And the framing of your statement, the framing of my statements. No one in leadership or core management is doing anything unethical. Never said they were. Or saying things, well, is it unethical to nah, collect money for political campaigns that you know aren't going to go anywhere? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. If you're not trying to win an election, is it unethical to collect money for an election? It might be. It's a thought. I hadn't thought about that, but since you're mentioning unethical, you are not making others active in this organization feel more connected to you and trying to air out your problems. Actually, some are. I know for a fact, a lot of people are. A lot of people have reached out to me and said I'm resonating with it, with them. A lot of people that are currently in this caucus. I, I'm I keep looking at where my camera should be, not where it is. Yeah, okay. Especially has done no ambiguity here, dude. Lacking specifics of actors, words, and actions. Right before the culmination of everyone's years of hard work. Hard work for hard work for no end doesn't matter. Okay. Are we, are we Puritans here? It's just work. Are we does the labor theory of value apply here? Work for work's sake is the value? No. No, it's not. Go start your own org. I did. Lions Liberty. Go make your own activist mission. Whatever. Work with those who share your values. Oh, I do. I am. But don't take up valuable time with the people here, with the guy with the fucking 25-page thread. Don't take up valuable time with people here and distract them for your own self-aggrandizement. But it And it is self-aggrandizement. Capital is. Because it is about funneling people to listen to what you have to say. Well, yeah, of course I want people to listen to what I have to say. Why wouldn't I? So you can inform them of what you think is best for their time. In a sense, it's not about what I think is best for their time. It's about what I think is a waste of their time. Just don't be coy about it. And am I being coy or play it off? Like you're doing anyone any favors. It's not a favor. Trust me. It's not a favor. No one makes a podcast because they don't want to be heard. True. You want to be heard. Do it without undoing the good faith collaboration. You've had with many of those here. Not trying to people that I've worked with in good faith. have no problem with me. Dave Smith has no problem with me. Michael Heiss has no problem with me. Maybe some problem, but not. I mean, he spoke to me respectfully. Otherwise, you're going to alienate yourself to a point that no one, I don't think so, buddy, no one is going to respect what you have to say. I don't think so, buddy, because they cannot trust you to be considerate in their respective projects and endeavors that are otherwise. Now, I'll admit I haven't been respectful to you in these comments. I have not because you pissed me off and you're not being respectful either. So fuck off. Um, that are otherwise benign activities. No, it's not benign. It's not benign to lead people down a fruitless endeavor when they should be focusing on themselves. They should be focusing on keeping their family away from mandates. They should be focusing on that. Now, if they have that set, if you have that set, congratulations. Most of you don't. Most of you don't. You know it. Look me in the eye. (laughs) You know it. Matthew Butts, dumb gif. Fuck off. 
First, you like a tweet, and now Sam's being sarcastic here. First, you like a tweet, and now this. I'm glad to see you're still friendly and hope you remain so. Thank you, Sam. As long as you love Ron Paul and hate the state, you're cool in my book. That being said, if I have to hear one more strong manning monologue by the post-libertarian camp, just do a proper debate after Reno, please. All right, I'm not going to address other things. Mike Meharry, big fan of Mike Meharry. Here's something you can maybe address. Why do so many people think it's necessary to belittle other people in their work? If you have a good strategy, do it and prove its worth. The name calling and tearing down is cringy. I'm not saying of, the, of this of you specifically, Mark. I've just seen it from others in circles who have made this heel turn. I won't defend other people. If other people and other people have, like, I don't not have the same style as Pete. I do not have the same style as though. I do not have the same style as Vin. They've said things I wouldn't say. All right. I'm not going to defend other people. I don't need to. I can agree with other people and not defend all of their strategies and tactics because I'm not a collectivist. So whatever. Aaron Wright, how do we know there isn't a friendlier critic than you? That's a good question. DL might be. I think he is after, after this after this live stream. I think he is. Uh, I feel like your claim may be correct, but cannot be proven. All right. <laughs> What's my claim? <laughs> Oh, oh, but, oh, but yeah, about, about being friendlier. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it's, it's, they're probably, after this, I'm sure there are friendlier people. Uh, Robert Griffiths, thanks, Prost for speaking out. We must speak our minds and hearts. I agree. We're not the cult. We're often accused of being, and I agree. Uh, Clint defended you guys not being a cult. I agree with him. I think Hody's out of line saying that. I think that's bullshit. Um, besides, friends cannot truly call themselves friends until they have had their first argument. I agree. Or 10th, totally. Cameron Ring, I agree with you, but this isn't speaking out. This is just a glorified ad for his podcast episode. Hey, dick balls. <laughs> uh, you're stupid. There's just no other way to say it. Criticizing the Mises Caucus loses me listeners. All right? All right, dummy. Loses me listeners. You don't want to listen now, right? Lost you. I'm not, I don't care about numbers. I don't care. I do not care about numbers. I care about quality and finding the right people. I used to care about numbers. Don't anymore. So yeah, whatever. True friends who actually care about each other come to you personally and work out differences. Maybe over a beer, I agree, rather than ranting on a podcast and telling people to tune it. I told him to tune out. Um, I agree, actually. I have not attacked any individual at any point during this thing. Ever. Ever. I don't think. Well, maybe Jack a few minutes ago. I do apologize, Jack, actually. I was a little harsh there. But you were kind of a dick, too. So, whatever. Um, yeah. What friend have I attacked? What friend have I attacked? Name him. And then I'll, I'll, I'll respond to that. Joe Quas, take a shot every time Mark says respect or critical. I would be blacked out already, probably. And I think that's actually funny. I appreciate that comment, even though if it was a shot at me. See, now this is where fa Facebook's annoying. Um, I have a response to Karen on Harlow's, but she her response is like way the fuck down here. So I don't think it's fair to respond to her until I find her original comment, which is okay. All right, Karen. Oh, God, this is making me slightly break my fast. I assume a Facebook, not a food. If you're friends with and have respect for the people you say, you talk with them privately first. I agree. What am I supposed to call 10,000 people in the Mises Caucus? I'm talking about an organization, not individuals. You don't make them learn on a podcast what your specific beef is. Well, yeah, if you're talking about... Do I need to call every member of the Republican Party when I was criticizing the Republicans? Did you do that? Did you call every member of the board of the LPMs of the Libertarian Party? Every single one? Every single one? I hope you did before you, before you criticized what, what they were doing. You called them all privately? Stop it. Retarded. 
I'm sorry. I'm trying to be nice, but like some of you are firing me up because it's just you're saying dumb things. You're saying dumb things. Maybe I am too, and I don't care. I'm saying to not blindside people you said are your friends. I'm not. Name one. You, they deserve that. I'm not butting out. I am now butting out. Okay, now I'm going to go back to my response to Karen Ann. And I, am ap- I apologize again, Karen. I am being a little fired up here because I got fired up. And I'm not going to lose any friends over this, by the way, because if I lose anyone over this, they weren't my friend in the first place. My response to Karen Ann, as I said above, if someone, and I I don't know if the above is really above because Facebook, if someone has me on their podcast, ask my opinion on something, I'm under zero obligation to pause this podcast. This is what upsets me a lot. People say, you should have talked to me first. What? If Pete asked me my thoughts, if Dave asked me my opinion, I'd say, hold on, Dave. I have to call Michael Heiss, Angela McCardle, Karen Ann Harlos, Joshua. I have to call all these people before I I give you my my real-time opinions. That is so fucking dumb. So fucking dumb. No, I give my opinions when asked. Even sometimes when not asked, like now, I'm going to give my opinions when asked. I'm not going to pause to think about everyone that might be involved in an organization. How stupid is that? How fucking dumb is that? That is so dumb. I spent an hour on the, oh, this is me. I'm like reading my own voice sarcastically. <laughs> uh, I spent, I said, I spent an hour on the phone with Michael Heiss after my appearance on Pete's show. And I did. And we had a great conversation. We don't agree, but I had a great conversation. Mike has totally been respectful to me. Dave then invited me on and asked about the same thing. I don't know anybody permission to speak my fucking mind. I don't. Luke Enser, who I like. True enough. But by the same token, the people you're criticizing are under zero obligation to listen to you. I agree. You're not. Turn it off. If you want people to be receptive to your critiques of them, what and how you put said critiques out makes a huge difference. I said to Luke, correct. When did I say anyone was obligated to listen to me? I've barely said a peep in here for months on end until I happen to see someone call me out for liking a tweet. And yeah, maybe I'm the idiot for having that set me off. Quite frankly, a shit ton of people have been receptive to my critiques because most people here are good people. And most of you are. I feel very Trumpy and most of you are good people. A few are self-serving assholes. I'm not talking about you in, in case. And I'm not. I, I like Luke. I think it's a really good guy. Christina Code. I'm not going to say your last name. I don't need to go that far. Christina, it's ironic that you're not taking respectful criticism well on your own post about criticisms. That might be. I think I'm taking it okay, but fair. 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 I've gotten a little fired up, and I think that is, I will grant you a point. Karen Ann, I think she's now responding to my thing from earlier. I said nothing about need, but what should be expected expectations among friends now i'm not going to do this one this is just me apologizing to Aaron, karen and basically i'm i'm sorry karen even about before you seem really nice to be honest chris hansen uh see me i apologize to chris already i mean whatever i'll read it god this liberty movement can't go a month without someone stirring up drama and I, that's what annoyed me because I'm not stirring up drama. I was actually posting something respectfully saying I wanted to, I was going to respectfully explain my position. And now I have been somewhat disrespectful to some people in fairness. I have, but you know, things happen. It's like a poorly written soap opera at this point, And 90% of the time it's the same damn critique, but I'm sure it'll get big numbers on your episode. Maybe that's the end game. Yeah. Dummy. That's the end game. I'm sorry. It's stupid, though. If you guys knew the behind the scenes and how it's worse for me to criticize the Mises Caucus, you would understand how dumb that is. So fair enough. Maybe you'd think I get more more downloads or more money from criticizing the Mises Caucus. No, it's the opposite. Just seeing that. I said no, and I called him a shithead. And I did apologize for that because that's that, that was wrong. Joshua McDonald, thanks for commenting on the Mises Caucus and bringing your ideas to the table. I was an avid listener to Lions of Liberty and really enjoyed your unique 
perspective on things going on in the world. I believe heavily in the freedom of ideas, and it's cool to see someone speak out and not get censored or blasted publicly for having a disagreement. The best thing about the liberty movement is that people want for it to grow and succeed in changing people's minds. Allowing members to have freedom of thought instead of making them conform to the majority opinion is what makes the liberty movement, in my opinion, the greatest movement on the planet. I admit this is the first time. Oh, that uh, that was it. Thanks. <laughs> I'm so used to not having a, a nice comment that I, I forgot what it was like. Um, oh, I have a couple comments. I'm not gonna look at those right now, though. Man, it's gonna be funny when I wake up and people have finally watched this. Okay. Thanks for commenting. Oh, yeah, I read that one. Scott Hill. I admit this is the first time I've closely followed something like this. But holy shit, the trauma in theatrics is fucking annoying. Oh, thank you, Mark, for the heads up. Good Lord. I don't even know if this is like hitting on me or hitting on other people. And I don't care. Scott, I I like you. <laughs> Aaron. Ernie Kitchen. Seems most of the negative things I hear about. This isn't even about me. So I'm just going to. This is about the Cathedral Caucus, which I don't know if he thinks I'm part of that. I have nothing to do with that. And he's not really talking about me. I'm going to skip that stuff. Laurie Joe McCullough, um, why are you here? This is what I think she sounds like. Uh, there are other groups for the disenfranchised. Advertising uh, a podcast by getting our feathers ruffled is uh, so 20 late. I don't know what that means. Good luck. Hope lots listen, though. All right, dummy. Um, yeah, I responded to her, and there was no reason for that. I'm going to move on past this stuff. There is no shortage of debate and discussion, even within the caucus. There is an unfortunate tendency, this is Brandon, among some of our members to get defensive, you think, about Chris critics because so many of our past critics revert to dirty tactics and dishonest or unproductive criticism. True, but I'm not one of those. I welcome discussions and criticism, especially from leaders like Mark, who come from a position, don't use that word leader, that's dangerous, who come from a position of respect and honesty and can help refine the movement. Thank you. I agree. I liked you. Nick Kostenborder. I don't have any issues at all with Mark, Pete, etc. And I still enjoy the content. But the one thing I'll say is back a few years ago when the plan got going and a bunch of us got involved, this is the timetable I expected. I guess I didn't understand. I don't understand jumping into a three-year project, then a year and a half in as everything is going according to schedule, saying, well, fuck it. That didn't work. Let's quit. I responded, I can't quit something I wasn't a part of. I've never been a member of this or any other LP caucus. But gosh, golly gee, I wonder if anything happened in the last three years that might have changed my perspective. Yeah, things have changed. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't a part of that plan. I thought what you guys were doing was interesting. I was excited about it for sure. I wasn't a part of it. So it's not something I gave up on. I don't know the schedule. I, I don't know. I don't know what the schedule or what's going according to schedule. So I can't really respond to that. Jeff Fisher. I like to think most of us don't really care about what differences we have as long as we can be rational about, about it, which is the whole point of Lions Liberty. Thank you for being honest and forthright, Mark. You got a friend in Liberty here. Thank you, Jeff. You have a friend in Liberty here too. Mike Duchemin. Is there a TLDR summary? And there's just, and there's some comments about TLDR. All right. Austin, you used to be a big supporter. Are you a little supporter now? I edited that um, to say, I mean, supporter. Yeah, I was enthusiastic, but I think I need to differentiate the between financial supporter or member, just to be clear. If you have any inclination that the Libertarian Party being made up of Ron Paul kids would be a good thing. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think it's a good thing anymore because I don't think the Libertarian Party is a productive use of time. Therefore, I don't see the Libertarian Party being full of Ron Paul kids to be a good thing. So that that's kind of my point. Um, so why are you releasing these videos? What videos right before the election? I'm not releasing videos. I'm, I guess this is a video. I'm not releasing videos. Are you just stupid or completely self-absorbed? I can answer that. 
because I won't answer nicely. If you think we need criticism, which you can do as a supporter, I'm not a supporter. You have all the contacts. You're in the group. I know. I'm in the group. Here we are. Stop trying to generate content for your failed podcast at our expense while pretending to be friendly. This is my Jim Halpert. Okay. Failed podcasts. You're stupid. Um, dude has a point. Austin might not be making subtle. This is Paul. Subtly making his point, but he does have a point. All right. I will air your grievance. I'm not going to respond to Dennis. I like Dennis. He he started asking, like, isn't this what the Free State Project is creating? One state with the tribe of contrary libertarians? Yeah. I'm not criticizing the Free State Project, Dennis. I love you. I don't know how you got in here and started asking about the 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 um the Free State Project because I'm not criticizing the Free State Project. I like the Free State Project. So peace be with you, Dennis. I'm a fan. Um, Steve Seacrest says, still not the best heel turn. That was Bash of the Beast 96, and that is true. Hulk Hogan's heel turn of the Bash of the Beast 96 was the best. Adam Schneider, this is peak vague, v- peak vague booking. Come on, don't be an angsty 14-year-old. If you've got a beef, just say it. Here I am. I'm an angsty 41-year-old, and I'm saying it. Ryan Roberts, much respect for you, man, even if I don't agree with your heel turn. Much respect for you, too. Okay. Andrew Jacobs actually came a libertarian because of Harry Brown in 1986. I started following Ron Paul a few months later that year. Cool. Yeah. Not everyone's a Ron Paul baby, but I think most of you are. Uh, Victoria Berger, anyone who's critical of the the MC without, I have to pee and I'm not going to pee. I'm going to finish this. (laughs) I'm committed. I'm pot committed now. You might say anyone who's critical of the MC without calling us all racist Nazi cult. This is okay. My book. Thank you. Um, Cameron Ring, LOL. I have to admit, it's a pretty genius advertisement for a podcast. I mean, I guess we'll see. Like I said, Chris says the LP has never helped my podcast. Hey, I'm probably Jacob. I'm probably the most days you can get and still get away with being a member of this caucus. Fair enough. David Jones, who's this guy again? Who are you? Funkhauser, podcasts are so gay. LMFAO, fair enough. Auto dowsing, funny Seinfeld gift. What's up, Otto? Punk rock libertarians. I love you guys too. Quentin Boyle, real authentic criticism is iron sharpening rod. We can use more of this and less of re-white nationalists everywhere. Thank you, Quentin. Christian Mazarte, the stakes are so high. I think that says it all, and he posts a screenshot. I don't know why of, of my comment to Angela. Yeah, the stakes are really high. The stakes are really high. Most of you are going to be forced jab in the next few years, or you're going to lose jobs. And you're not going to have income. You're not going to have a place to live. Yes, the stakes are high. The stakes are fucking high. And maybe you already have a cushy life. Maybe you don't need to make money. Maybe you have, maybe you're set. Maybe you're successful like Dave, who should be out there being an activist because he's already got it. Yes, the stakes are too high, Christian. Just to go, Mitchell, Justin, do you hate the Antichrist? Yeah, I, I guess I do. Joshua Smith, just like three do- weeks, dude. That's all we ask, okay? Jiminy Crickets. I love you, Josh. That's all I'm going to say. I love you, brother. Um, all right, that's Karen's comment. Ryan Bunting, just to make sure to present your idea of a solution along with the criticisms. It's easy to bitch about the methodology, but if you're not offering a reasonable alternative, it's just that. I remember the episode with Cyprian. I used to like that guy, but he has become a woo peddler and a bit of an elitist. Either way, defend, definitely looking forward to seeing your perspective and if it's something we can work on in the caucus. Okay. This is very fair. I think my real solution and this might sound generic and might sound self-helpy but it applies to all of you and myself yes all of you 
almost all of you probably need to work on yourselves more than you need to work on politics. It took me a long time to admit that. So, and look, as always, most of my comments are directed at me at the end of the day. Man in the mirror. I'm talking to me. Always talking to me. But I know there's a lot of me and a lot of you. I'm 41. 20 years ago, I was you. 10 years ago, I was you. Five years ago, I was you. So yeah, I think you need to work on yourselves and Look, if you can be, and, and you need to know if you lose your job tomorrow, you're good for two years. If you're good for two years without your income, okay, I give up. If you're all good for two years without income, I have no problem with you doing what you're doing. Might sound simple, might sound basic, but it's true. It is true. Katie says, when I first came across him, I was intrigued. And after following him for, oh, he's talking about, she's talking about Cyprian, not me. After Reno, right? While you have been meaning, well-meaning and supportive, there are a great many people who would take your critiques and use them as daggers against us. I don't care. No, like the people against you guys, for those reasons, don't care about my critiques. Come on. These are totally different things. Amanda, criticism and debate are healthy. Personal attacks, shit flinging and beginner, which spellcasting is Bush League antics. I agree. I don't know you, but appreciate your post. I would tune in to hear your beef with me, Cox. Thank you. I don't have beef with me, Cox, actually. I, have be- I don't have beef. I have beef with some people in this thread who were dicks, and I was a dick back. Fair. I don't have beef. I'm trying to get my perspective, and if it resonates with you, great, and if it doesn't, fine. Assuming you're of the RPMC ilk, Clint says, Clint Polar, not Clint, not Liberty Lockdown Clint. Uh, assuming you're of the R- RPMC ilk, I'm not. How do you address one of the largest violations of liberty in the current? I don't have to answer for other people. All right. I had Andrew on my show to express his ideas. I think they're interesting. I'm not of the RPMC. I don't need to defend him. Jorge Beseda, I've been reading some comments here. What exactly is the criticism? Do I have to watch a one point hour of some interview? <laughs> yeah, actually, you do. <laughs> hate to tell you. Can someone link to a simple and clear? I'm sorry. No, this is the hour and a half thing you have to watch. Sorry. I really want PQ. Joe says in here right now, LOL. Maybe he'll comment on my stream. Who knows? Uh, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm sure people comment at some point in some, some way, shape, or form. Cameron Blevins, Penn State still sucks. Low blow, man. Low blow, brother. Matt Thompson, don't waste your time. If you don't believe in the economic philosophy of Mises, you're probably either a Republican or a Democrat. Post it in their forum. Matt, there's no other way to say this. You're stupid. Tom Woods agrees because he says, I don't think he said anything about the economics of Mises, which I didn't. And Joseph Stella agrees. He says, I think you're missing the point. His criticism is the strategy, not economic policies. Correct. Oh, Matt's back. He says, well, I'm certainly not a party insider. No. Well, all I see is constant bickering and attacking others. Wouldn't the time be better spent talking about I- the, the ideas? I am talking about my ideas. This is what I see the MC doing. Okay. Focusing on the founding principles of this country. Personally, I could care less about the party. Oh, what are you so fired up about, man? Or what someone thinks is a winning strategy. I care about the principles of liberty and Austrian school economics. So do I. Who knew we agreed so much? I agree, Joseph says, but the bickering back and forth is healthy as a party. If the caucus wants to win hearts and minds, it better be sharp. That's true. Best way to, oh God, I just lost the damn best way to sharpen the message for it to be criticized. Dave Casey, leaving the LPMC, green check, supporting Republicans, green check, criticizing LPMC, green check, criticizing LPMC slash promoting RPMC, red flag. I responded, is this a question? I've never been a member of the LPMC. And if you're referring to me interviewing Andrew, it's no different than me interviewing others uh, about their preferred strategies, which I've done with the Mises Caucus many times, both inside and outside the LP. 
I'm all, and Dave says, I'm only speaking for myself. I have no problem with anyone having a different strategy. Fair enough. Changing their mind or deciding to spend time differently. I just hate hypocrites and hucksters. And at first I did think he was talking about me. He clarified later. I'm not talking about you. So fair enough. So I'll move on since he clarified. Um, Samuel Ross. Uh, this is not about us. I think I've done everything. I actually think that's the whole thing. And I really have to pee, guys. I really have to pee. So it's over. That's it. Um, I guess I should just sum up my point. I should sum everything up really quickly here. I have absolute love and respect for all of you. Even the people I was a dick to on this, on this podcast. Even you, Jack. You got me a little fired up. Not going to lie. Because you said some dumb things. So I said some asshole things back. Um, I'm not doing this for downloads or money because if I was, I would be doing the opposite and I'd be licking your damn balls. So just, that's stupid, okay? I'm doing this because I care. I'm up at four in the fucking morning because I give a shit about you guys. And most of you won't listen to me. That's fine. But some of you might realize that maybe, just maybe, spending dozens of hours a month on a third-party politics when you can't feed your family if you lose your job or you're going to have to roll up your sleeve next week. You need to do something different. Yeah, you do. That's it. It is that simple. And maybe that's not profound. I'm not trying to be profound. Trying to give my opinion as someone who's been in this movement for 20 fucking years and who's been podcasting and talked to almost everyone that matters in this fucking thing for eight years. So if my opinion doesn't matter to you, then what you still doing here? And if it does, then maybe you'll take it seriously. That's all I have to say. My final words, man, this video is my hair is insane. My God. My final words are that this lighting sucks. This video sucks, but I don't care because it's about the content. And if you like the content and it resonates with you, my God, this hair is just, is is crazy. Has it been like this the whole time, guys? Jeez, why didn't anybody tell me? <laughs> time will tell. This will be released to our patrons. This might be the public episode on Monday. I really don't know. We're going to find out together. But I love you all. I say all this out of love. Mostly respect. Some, some of you I wasn't respectful to. And maybe I'll regret that, but it is what it is. But this is me. This is the most real me any of you have ever seen. By a long shot. So if you like the real me, pleased to have you here. If you don't, it's been fun. Until next time, friends. Live long! And live free. And live free. And live free. And live free. And live free.